0: go to choice.crd.co. That's choice.crd.co. And I encourage you to speak up on your podcast as well. Take care and spread the word. What am I doing behind the microphone? And it's not even January 2020. Well, it's not bringing you a new episode of Podcast Pontifications because today that dubious honor goes to my friend Ellie. Now, Ellie is, as she will tell you, a podcast critic and freelance journalist, and she's going to pontificate on why it is that your show and my show and everyone's show doesn't get covered enough by the press. Now listen to Ellie. I'm going back to my nap.
1: I can't get coverage for my podcast is one of the most common refrains I hear from podcasters. But are you asking for podcast coverage or coverage for only your podcast? There's a difference, and one has more long-term use than the other. Hello and welcome to another podcast pontifications with me, Elena fernandez Collins, filling in for Evo Terra while he's off taking a well-deserved vacation. Today, we're going to have a conversation about the press and the relationship it has with podcasting. If you don't know me, I'm a freelance podcast critic and journalist. I currently write primarily for indie podcast-focused outlets like the Bellow Collective and for the Podmask column at the AV Club. I'm also a grad student trying to finish my thesis, so pray for me. If you've been reading Industry Newsletter Hot Pod for a while... You might remember the article that came out in early November of this year for Hot Pod's fifth birthday. It was a list of anonymous frustrations podcasters have with the industry. You may even remember this one. Quote No exposure for independent shows. Like literally none whatsoever. I've sent out dozens of press release kits for a new, highly produced documentary I made and received nothing but silence. This is absolutely a pervasive problem and one that I will probably be screaming about until the end of time. If you've read any listicle of podcasts on major outlets like Time, like the New York Times, like The Guardian, or even major entertainment press like the outlets owned by GeoMedia, the list reads like you're scrolling through the top 20 of the Apple charts and then cherry-picking new releases that come from high-rolling public radio stations and media companies. This is a phenomenon that gets worse right around now, actually. I'm not ready for best of season, are you? There's two major problems here in the situation we're living in. One, the pervasive reality of poorly researched listicles as the primary method of podcast, and I use this term loosely, critique. And two, the lack of steady exposure for independent podcasts. So let's talk about item one. I can confirm that I have written more listicles than you can shake a stick at. I have a hate-love relationship with listicles. On the one hand, and please don't take me out for this, a well-crafted and well-researched listicle is a serious boon to podcast discovery. If you've got a central theme, and you keep all the podcasts on the list on theme, and you make a serious effort to diversify, that's a tool and a gift. I'd use listicles to boost the visibility of independent shows that would not get a chance otherwise, and to help listeners stay informed about what's out there in their niche areas of interest. On the other hand, the prevalence of listicles as the central format for disseminating information about podcasts means there's a severe lack of in-depth critical analysis on these same major platforms similar to the kind done for film, TV, or books. To be clear, I've also written these articles, long, detailed features that critique audio, story, and design, but my pitches have only ever been picked up by independent outlets that focus on podcasting, like Bello Collective, Podcast Review, and Discover Pods, or been produced on my own personal blog. Maybe I'm just bad at writing pitches, but I'm not the only podcast critic in the world, and other people's work and ideas haven't been picked up either, so something's up. Ultimately, We need to develop a critical language for talking about podcasting and audio, and that space needs to start to expand as podcasting continues to grow as a popular vehicle for people's stories. Okay, that's cool and all, Ellie, and also an exhausting state of affairs. But what can I do? First, remember that when we throw around the word the press, we can't just mean the New York Times and the Atlantic. It's got to include these small member funded outlets that love weird offbeat indie work. So when you're looking for places to pitch, remember that it might be more beneficial to pitch small outlets and individual journalists rather than sending it to a slush pile of a big outlet. Do your research. If you find a journalist, read their guidelines and take them seriously. Doing this legwork could help you figure out how to manage the problems in item two, a lack of consistent exposure. There are places and people doing this work. It's just not the Washington Post. But the really important work here is the work we do as consumers, not just as creators and singular beneficiaries. Critics don't write about media for the creators. They write about media for their audiences. Because they think, this is what my audience, the audience of this outlet or paper or blog, is or could be interested in. That's the purpose of critique, and if their audience isn't asking for a wider range of topics and in-depth analysis about podcasts, they're not going to take that leap yet. We have to state that we want these things as readers about everyone in podcasting, not just as the podcast creator pitching our show to them. A rising tide raises all ships. If all of us start being persistent about our need for better, more diverse, and more analytical coverage about podcasts, then your pitch will have a better chance of being accepted in the future. So let's make a deal, you and me. I'll keep pitching my critical analyses to all these places and shouting into the freelancer void if you start asking my potential future employers for it. Pick your favorite entertainment pop culture news outlets and approach them as a consumer and tell them, hey, I'd love to see bigger coverage for podcasts. I'd love to see a wider breadth of work presented. I think you're the people to do it. Get into their comments, find their Twitter replies, find the contact form for readers. Let them know what it is you want to see from them. This isn't meant to be presented as a cure-all solution evos talked before on this podcast about the suspicion-inducing history of podcasting and the problem where the news cycle likes to talk about podcasting as the new and greatest thing over and over again with huge dips in attention i think it means we have to keep creating and we have to keep pushing for what we want as a community not just what we want for ourselves but for our neighbors I'm Elena Fernandez-Collins, podcast critic, journalist, overworked graduate student. If you want to make sure I'm keeping my promise, you can find me yelling about podcasts on Twitter at Showmark, that's S-H-O-M-A-R-Q, and on my website, ElenaFernandezCollins.com. If you think, wow, I'd sure love to help this freelance journalist continue to eat and pay rent while they work towards writing about podcasts at bigger places, I have a Patreon at patreon.com slash Elena Fernandez Collins. Evo will be back in January with more podcast pontifications. Cheers.
2: While Americans overwhelmingly support the right of an individual to make their own decisions about abortion, unfortunately, that right is no longer protected everywhere in the U.S.,